Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hey, I'm so glad you joined us today on Answers from Antioch as we take a look at today's world intersecting the Word of God. My, there's so many things to look at. Of course, the big discussion today, uh, the battle today, is the abortion issue, which is the golden calf of the left. For sure it is. Their golden calf, they're worshiping abortion. And here we are, folks, that uh, love God, that love children, love babies, and we are here understanding what a great, great decision that the U.S. Supreme Court made. Thank God for the salvation, perhaps, of many babies because of the decision they made last uh, Friday a week ago. And here we are rejoicing over that. Then you have those that are in our leadership in Congress, in the Senate, that are doing everything possible, ask President Biden to do everything possible to overturn this law, this actual decision that the Constitution guarantees a life and liberty to every person. And uh, we say, how on earth could we become so divided? How could we become so completely overwhelmed with what I see as abortion is a golden calf here in America, worshiping abortion. How could we come to that place? Well, we've been here before. It wasn't abortion that was the issue. It was the issue of slavery. You know, I was brought uh, to this question actually this week, this past week, just a few days ago, reading some history and doing some research. Back in 1857, in the Dred Scott decision of the U.S. Supreme Court, they voted 7-2 to two that uh, a slave, a black man or woman, was not protected under the Constitution of the United States. So in essence, they were not true human beings that were protected under the founding documents of the United States of America. That's what the decision was, 7-2 to two decision in the Dred Scott case back in 1857. What a horrible decision that was. How unbelievable that human beings could make that decision, but they did, thus declaring that these individuals were not really human. Now, in 1973, in the Roe v. Wade case, the U.S. Supreme Court again voted 7-2 to two that a baby was, in essence, not a human being. They had no protection under the Constitution, and that a woman had the right to, in essence, own that child that's in her, own that baby that is her body, you know, today the argument is, oh, we're talking about women's health, women's health. No, no, we're talking about much, 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 much more than women's health. We're talking about a live human being inside of a woman. It's more than woman's health. 
It's, and in the days of slavery, it was much more than just the rights of the black individuals. It was their human existence that was questioned. And Roe versus Wade, a 7-2 horrible decision made there that caused the death of about 60 million or more babies over the next years. And thank God the U.S. Supreme Court just this Friday a week ago, hallelujah, they got it right on a 6-3 to three vote saying that Roe was egregiously wrong, overturning it, guaranteeing the right of life in the Constitution to every person, every person, regardless of their age, the color of their skin, guaranteeing life to these little unborn babies. And how wonderful that is. So listen for a moment to what I understand reading and researching in history and what we're looking at today. We find out that the same philosophy that was driving slavery and the Dred Scott decision in 1857, that same philosophy that they're not human beings, that they're not protected, that same philosophy is driving the abortion issue today of those who are pro-abortion, that this is a woman's body, that individual does not count. We own that baby within us. That baby does not count because it's within us. That baby has no rights. No, we want our golden calf. And that's the same philosophy that those who wanted the golden calf of slavery back in 1857, which, of course, eventually led to the Civil War. And that's the same philosophy that they had, that Dred Scott decision. So when you look at it, my friend, where we are, the pro-abortionists in the days of 1857 would be pro-slavery. They absolutely would. They don't recognize the humanity of the individual child, although unborn. They don't recognize that humanity. They don't recognize the humanity of those who are born. Now, what do you mean by that, preacher? Well, think of it for a moment. If you can change your gender, if you can change who you are, then you're saying, even though I'm created in the image of God, I'm going to change who I am. You see, this evolution has taught people that we're not created in the image of God. But every person created in the image of God has the dignity of Almighty God stamped up on them, thus giving them a wonderful, glorious dignity of looking like God. That's the one reason that Satan hates humanity so much is that every time he looks at an individual, he says, I hate them because they remind me of God. Every human being has the stamp or the image of God on them. They have a dignity placed on their life. The unborn child has a dignity placed on their life, you see. And no matter what color your skin is, you have a dignity stamped on your life because you are made in the image of God. So that philosophy that was alive in the days of slavery is much alive today in the abortion issue 
and the pro-abortionist absolutely 100% have the same philosophy of those who were pro-slavery. Those seven justices that voted in the Dred Scott case, voted against that, that would allow that person to be protected under the Constitution and the founding documents. When our founding documents of this nation, here we are celebrating July 4th tomorrow, founding documents of our great nation, guaranteed that that man was created, all men, no matter what age, no matter what color, all men were created with certain unalienable rights. And certainly we are God-given rights, God-promised rights, the right to life, the right to liberty, the right to uh, the worship of our God as our heart dictates. You see, we have those rights as our founding fathers got it right for sure. We're celebrating that this weekend. Let us never forget that as we look at our scriptures, we are reminded over and over again that God supersedes and overrules all nations. Oh, yes, His law, His rules supersede and overrule all nations. Uh, over in Finland, that uh, member of parliament, Pavi Razanin, she says that she is extremely burdened over the heavy hatred for Christian values that she sees in the Western world. This is the lady being attacked just because she expressed her views on biblical sexuality and marriage. And my, she was sued and she was attacked in every way, form, or fashion. She won in that lawsuit, thankfully, the member of parliament there in Finland. And so, but yet she is so correct as to this Western world who we are in we are absolutely under attack, and many Christians will not say the things I'm saying. They will not own up to fact because they want to be socially acceptable. Ladies and gentlemen, we're far past the days of being socially acceptable. We must stand on the Word of God. God's Word is true, and God's Word is eternal. Will you stand on God's Word and stand for truth, or will we fold? I'm very proud of an Anglican school chaplain. He was fired for not caving in to the LGBT indoctrination process. And he was, a, as I said, an Anglican chaplain. He was fired because of his teaching during a chapel service and warning about the uh, harm of gender change, warming about the harm of the sexuality movement, and he was warning about that, and so they fired him. Now he's warning people about the totalitarian ideologies actively working in schools all across the West, in the UK, and here, of course, the home of all the Anglicans there in the United Kingdom and across the Anglican Church here in American Episcopalians, uh, all of that, man, he's warning about it. He was fired, and now he's telling folks, if you don't agree with these individuals, the LGBTQ community, if you don't agree with them, then you're going to be censored or fired like I was. Okay, when are we as believers going to stand up and say, wait a minute, enough is enough. 
Hey, did you know who else has got in on all this uh, pro-abortion now, this pro-abortion issue? Well, some large companies have said they're going to pay for abortions. Kroger has joined that. They're going to pay for people to go to a state up to $4,000 in expenses to go. Starbucks, of course, uh, long ago stated they would do that. Disney, uh, we find also that Amazon and even Dick Sporting Goods has joined in there. Well, what they don't realize and they haven't realized in making such statements is the employees who are expecting that works for these companies can rightfully attain the $4,000 and that money is theirs as they go ahead and carry their babies and go on to full term and have their babies. You don't have to wish to have an abortion to get to $4,000. It appears now that lawsuits are going to be filed that every pregnant woman who works for these companies can rightfully file for that money to go for the expense of their delivery of their baby. Not the abortion, but delivery, because those women will be discriminated against. They're being discriminated against. So here's an open door for many lawyers and much legal action against these companies who too soon, can I say too soon, have come out with this statement that they have made. They will pay for abortion, so they'll have to pay that pregnant woman who wants to carry full term and have her baby and add to her family. Looks to me like, and many legal analysis has been done already, and lawyers are lining up in order to file lawsuits on this uh, case or in these cases here. Well, you know, my co-host, co-pastor is with us. Pastor Josh is here as well. He has much to add to the program today. Josh, come on at this time and share with us what God has placed on your heart. Well, thank you, Pastor Brad, and thank you to our listeners. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Answers from Antioch, brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Uh, You can go to our church's website, antiochbristol.com. And there on the homepage, you will find a link where you can listen to past versions of our broadcast going back to the beginning of May of this year. And you can listen to it again yourself. You can share it with somebody else. And I hope and pray that it'll be a blessing to you. You can also find our church services archived there. Multiple ways that you can watch the videos or listen to the audio sermons and a whole lot more found at AntiochBristol.com. And we appreciate each one of you for joining us and whether it be through our podcast, whether it be on the radio program, and we are grateful for you. I want to make you aware of something special that's happening in our area. And then I also want to make some comments and piggyback on what Pastor Brad was discussing in terms of Roe v. Wade reversal and share some truths from God's Word. Here's something special that's happening in our Tri-Cities area, and I hope that you will take advantage of it. Uh, It's the Tri-Cities Gospel Music Camp. Now, this is similar to the old-fashioned singing schools that many churches used to have 
in years gone by. And yes, some of the state singing conventions are still going on. And Tennessee and Georgia and other southeastern states in particular, uh, they are still popular. And uh, this gospel music camp is geared towards helping, whether it be young and old alike, gain skills in singing whether they be choir members, whether they be music directors, whether they be just singers in the congregation of the church. It teaches uh, the four-part harmony, soprano, alto, tenor, bass. And I'm not much of a singer myself, but I've been connected with this music camp oh, for the last several years, and I have just been thrilled and blessed every single year. It's almost like a family reunion as people gather back together. We have people come from Tennessee and Virginia, obviously, right here in our region, and then from North Carolina. We had people from Georgia, people from Florida, people from Arkansas, Louisiana, and that come yearly, and it has just become a, a tremendous blessing and a wonderful time of relationships and friendships and you will love it. There's a lot of options available if you'd like to come during the daytime. Maybe you work a job and you can just come in the evenings. And there's all kinds of different options. It runs for two weeks, and it's coming up July 18th. That's on a Monday, and it goes Monday through Friday, July 18th through the 22nd, and then picks back up July 25th through the 29th. Maybe you can't make both weeks, but you can make one week, and that'll be a blessing. And that would be great. Uh, If you've got questions about this music camp, I've got registration forms here at our church that I can send out to you. You can find them on Facebook. If you search Tri-City Gospel Music Camp on Facebook, you can find them. You can find information. You can connect with them. You can get registration forms. You can see uh, firsthand what some of it is like, some of the videos. Just to give you a quick testimony, a friend of mine has been leading worship and music and teaching private piano and voice lessons in our Tri-Cities area for over 20 years now. And I took him with me last year just to see firsthand what it's all about. And he was blown away. He fell in love with it. Uh, from the uh, the first song that he heard. And he said, this is amazing. I can't believe that this has been here. It's like a hidden gem in our community. And he got up and he said, I want to apologize to you all. I've been leading music in this area for over 20 years, and I never knew that this existed, this quality and this level of music education right here under our nose and our back door and we're not even aware of it. So I don't want you to be ignorant to use the biblical phrase, but just to understand what this is and take advantage of it. If you would like to come and just to see for one day what it's like, reach out to us here at Antioch. I can line that up for you. Reach out to Tri-City Gospel Music Camp through Facebook, and we'd be glad to have you come as a guest. And then if you'd like to register after that, you can take advantage of that. Again, it's a Tri-City Gospel Music Camp. It's July 18th through 22nd, July 25th through 29th, and that's Monday through Friday. Where does this take place? 
is that the Tri-City Baptist Campground is very convenient, accessible for Kingsport, Johnson City, Bristol. Uh, This is located at 184 Hidden Valley Road in Kingsport, Tennessee. And their address is right on the Kingsport and Johnson City line in between those right off of the Eastern Star exit on Interstate 26. You can be there from Bristol in 30 minutes or or less if you drive real fast. But uh, it's very convenient, and we want to encourage you. It's not just for young kids, although they have classes for young kids. They have a preschool day class starting up this year, ages 4 through 6, can be involved in that. But there are young people, there's teenagers, there's adults that attend all the way from 9 to above 90 that'll be involved with this singing school. So it is for you. We encourage you to take advantage of that. Okay, let me change gears now and uh, explain some uh, of biblical reasons why we can still have hope. And, and what I want to say here is that if you have had an abortion, there is hope for you. There is forgiveness for you. You don't have to live in constant guilt every time you hear somebody mention Roe v. Wade. And I don't know who I'm speaking to. I don't know who all may be tuning into this broadcast. But during this week, and you can go back, as I said before, and listen to the past episodes, but especially on Monday's program, our our podcast, our broadcast, I shared my heart as I did last Sunday from our pulpit, uh, and not as a part of my sermon, uh, but even during our introductory remarks in our worship service, that I just shared from my heart that for everyone who has had an abortion or is contemplating an abortion because you feel like you have no options, for everyone that feels like the rug has been pulled out from underneath your feet when you heard that Roe v. Wade was overturned, I want you to know that there is hope for you and there is life ahead for you and for your baby. We love that child and we love you and we want to support you. We want to support your child any way that we can. And we want you to know that there are resources for you. There is hope for you found in Christ Jesus. And just because if you've had an abortion and you're listening to this program, remember that God's grace is able to forgive you of every sin that we commit. As the scripture tells us in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's a well-known verse that is often quoted. And it's often memorized, Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And it is true. We have all sinned. We have all. The picture here is missing the mark. It's like a bullseye target is set up and somebody shoots an arrow at it and they miss the mark. We have all missed the mark. We have all sinned. We have all broken God's perfect law. But the news doesn't stop there. God doesn't stop with condemning us of our sins and leaving us to dangle in our own condemnation. If that was all Scripture was, 
we would have nothing but sad stories to tell. We would have no hope. We would have no life. We would have no chance. And dear Christian friend, let's not just simply cast stones at those who are arguing against us with Roe versus Wade. Uh, and may I say it this way, as I said last Sunday, as I said on our podcast on Monday, that our goal as Christians is not to win arguments, but to win souls. We can win every argument in the world, but if we do it at the expense of losing souls, then we have totally missed the mark. And so this isn't just a verse of condemnation, and I don't want you to feel that if you have had an abortion or if you're contemplating abortion or whatever other sin, maybe you're battling addiction, maybe it's not even even remotely close to abortion, but you know that you are still in your sins. I don't want you to feel just the condemnation. We need to understand that, yes, there must be a conviction over our sin. We have to be broken over our sin because how do we, why do we need salvation? Why do we need to be saved? And what do we need to be saved from? Well, we need to be saved from our sins, so we need to come to that conviction. We need to come to that realization that I need a Savior. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But it doesn't stop there. Verse 24, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. This is the good news This is the hope that we have. Yes, even though we are sinners, Christ died for us. Yes, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We understand that that's true. We've missed the mark. We have sinned. But we can be justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. What does the word justified mean? What does this theological term mean? mean. It means to be set free from the penalty of our sins. Imagine that every single day you got an email or you went to your mailbox and there was a letter waiting for you and it explained in great detail on a spreadsheet format every single sin that you did, the exact time that you did it, maybe something that you thought, something that you said, something that you did that did not please God and went against His Word. And it's all lined up for you, line by line, moment by moment, a replay of your sins of the day. And you have your sin invoice or your bill for your sin. Can you imagine that stack as it grows day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and the heavy weight that would be hanging around you as you said, I can never pay this down. But dear friend, Jesus paid that price. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1 that he took that invoice, if you will, and he nailed it to his cross. It is remembered against us no more. We can be set free from the penalty 
of our sin. As it says over in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So it doesn't matter what sin you may have committed, the blood of Jesus Christ is enough to cleanse you from that sin, to set you free from that sin. You can be set free from the penalty of your sins today, not by trying harder, not by turning over a new leaf, not by going to church every Sunday, not by opening up your Bible every day, not by saying a prayer every day. No, it is only by coming to the place where you realize that, yes, I am a sinner. Yes, I have sinned against God. And I am sorry, Lord, you repent of your sin and you put your faith and trust in what Jesus has done for you on the cross. Then and only then will you be forgiven. And Jesus has promised instantaneously that moment that you call upon him. He will cleanse you. He will forgive you. And that promise is for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. You can be set free today if you will call upon him with simple faith. Yes, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but we can be justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. If you've got questions about what this means to receive Christ as your Savior, please reach out to us. We would love to discuss this further with you. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us, and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.